everybody has got a story and there's so many challenges that so many of us have had to overcome recently and in our history that you would never know. It just gives you a reason to sort of sit back and think and, and realise, you know what, if they can get over that, then I can get over whatever I'm dealing with right now. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean. Welcome to another episode of the Elevate podcast, where we delve into some of the most interesting minds in business and in real estate for the very best tips and strategies for you to implement to elevate your business. I'm Samantha McLean, editor of Elite Agent and co-host of today's show. It's been six weeks since Leanne Pilkington and I joined forces to combine the Courageous Conversations podcast and Elevate under the Elite Agent banner. So today we thought we'd regroup, take a bit of a walk through some of the highlights and top takeaways from both of those podcasts as well as having a chat about some of the big issues facing the industry at the moment. So Leanne, welcome back. Hello, thanks for having me back. It was good to have you back. What a massive couple of weeks it's been. Oh man, it just, it's relentless. It just never ends, right? And and um, certainly in New South Wales, where I am, we have had 32 different health orders um, in about six weeks. And, um, and it's just crazy. Like lawyers mark up documents so you know what's been changed. Yeah. They don't do that with health orders. <laughs> no. um, so people have to go through, and it's not me, Tim, um, who's my CEO at REI, is incredible. Thank heavens he's a lawyer, right? Um, so he goes through all of that. But it's so hard to keep up. It's really, it's a real problem. It's interesting too, like I think Tim was, um, I was watching one of your lives a couple of weeks ago and um, Tim was saying, look, I can only get the news off Twitter. Um, how accurate is that? Like, I know, I know. It's really hard and we're, we've got an issue that we're trying to get clarification on right now. Nobody from the health department will actually even respond. Um, fair trading are doing their best, but they have to get the answers from, from health as well. And I just for the life of me, cannot understand why somebody at the health department doesn't think that we are a valuable uh, communication chain, right? I mean, we can get the message out to thousands of people and we do every day. Why not just talk to us? We can make it easier because we all want to do the right thing. We just don't know what the right thing is most of the time. As you know, I moved up here to Queensland during the pandemic last year, so I know exactly from the consumer's point of view what it's like trying to move during lockdowns and stuff. Yeah. And it is it is painful. And I think any any assistance that agents out there can be giving people right now is probably going to be very welcomed if they're allowed to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So it's been, as I said, about six weeks since you kind of joined our team in like, you know, you're a member of lots of teams now, but um, how's it been? <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And um, just having the opportunity to talk to people. I didn't realise I was a frustrated journalist, but um, <laughs> I think I might be. So, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying, um, I'm jo- enjoying talking to people, but just the overriding realisation that everybody has got a story and there's so many challenges that so many of us have had to overcome recently and in our history that you would never know. 
it just gives you a reason to sort of sit back and think and and realize you know what if they can get over that then I can get over whatever I'm dealing with right now yeah absolutely well I've I've loved some of your episodes so let's unpack some of the major takeaways from the last couple of weeks. So Michael yep. Sheargold, he's a fan favourite of mine. I mean, Mine too. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Uh, I'm, I'm his fan, <laughs> not the other way Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> oh, I get it. I, um, I always say to Michael, even when we just catch up on the phone for a chat, I'm always taking notes. So I've always got pages and pages of notes to tra- transcribe and this episode was no different. Um, but all the way through... Um, the beginning of the pandemic, right back at the beginning of uh, 2020, I kept on saying to people, stop focusing on what you can't do and focus on what you can. And what Michael said much more eloquently than I did was, okay, there's 10 things you can't do right now as an agent, but that means there's still 90 things that you can do. So let's just have a look at those things and make them happen. Um, so, it, yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Well, he does make a lot of sense. One of his things that, you know, like I've often used with other people too that I learned from him is that beach ball analogy, you know, the the one where, you know, you might be those coloured beach balls and you look at it and you swear blind it's green and the other person's looking at it from the other direction and swear blind it's blue. I yep. mean, how true is that at the moment with things like everything else that's going on in the industry. Yeah, massively. Um, I actually have one. I bought uh, one of those beach balls to use in a presentation that I had to deliver <laughs> when I was still allowed out in public to do that. And it is, it, it's really um, perception. You know, it's it's your perception and it's like, what are you making this mean? It's not, yeah. you know, it's not this is what this means. It's like, what are you making it mean in your own mind? And, yeah, that's very, very important to to really be clear on. Especially, you know, with the pandemic, everyone's going through their own journey at the moment. You can't predict what someone's what's happening with someone behind closed doors, whether in the industry or not. No, and I was talking to somebody about this this morning, and um, and he was saying he's got a team of people that are still working full time, even though it's from home. They're still on full pay. Um, there's no risk to anything, but some of them are still like really in a state of anxiety and panic. And it's um it's interesting. You just yeah, everybody everybody approaches things and deals with things differently, and it's important to understand. Yeah. What were some of the other little takeaways that we can um, give the audience that that you know might make them go listen to to that one? Because um, yeah. it was a great episode. It was. It was a really good episode. He talked about um you know being a little bit more understanding about lockdown and and what people are going through and what they're doing. So if you normally have an eight o'clock meeting. Maybe it's okay to change it till a nine o'clock start instead of instead of eight because you know we've got to get the kids organised or whatever it is that you need to do. Um, so I think that's really uh, really important. And also instead of managing and micromanaging people, a lot of my salespeople are complaining about this at the moment. Every every morning in their meeting, what are you doing today? What did you do yesterday? It's like. I'm making calls. That's what I did yesterday. That's what I'm doing. That's what I do every day. So instead of micromanaging, let's talk about, okay, where are you stuck? What is it that I can do to help move you forward? Um, and he's also got a, um, an energizing morning routine, which he calls the lucky stretch. Have you, have you heard about his lucky stretch? I'm like, oh, gosh, I think most of us would like a lucky stretch first thing in the morning. But anyway, <laughs> he had a dog called Lucky that used to stretch every morning. And so it, it's a habit that he gets into that I've now started to do every morning in bed. I just kind of stretch. 
think about the day and set my intentions um, about what what is it that I need to achieve today. And I've got my little note, top three. What are my top three things that I need to actually get done today? So there was so much in that, so much in Michael's. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, and he talks fast too. So, um, you know, you've, you've, you've almost got to listen, write something down, pause, listen back, like, yeah. Yeah. Like I say, I take notes every time I talk to him. Yeah. And Marnie Beauchamp, yeah, I didn't know much of Marnie's story, but um, I tell you, she had us all in tears. So talk to me about that one. Yeah. And I, um, so I've known Marnie for a couple of years now and we use her as a coach and um, in various, uh, various offices around the Lang and Simmons network and people just love her. I had no, I knew that she was an ex high performing agent and a business owner, but I had no idea of some of the challenges that she went through. And I'm not an overly emotional person, as a lot of people who know me would attest, but certainly with Marnie's conversation, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize some of the questions I was asking, I didn't actually realize um, where it was going to take us, which is not a very good. You know, you should always know the answer to the question before you ask it, right? Isn't that what they say? Only if you're a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of advice in there about um, business partnerships and um, and uh, non compete clauses and being very very clear about what you're getting into, right, before you get into it. But on top of that, there was just the emotional toll and the financial toll that when these things go wrong, um, that it can take. And the fact that sometimes you really have to just hit the bottom before you can start to climb up again, which is what happened to Marnie. It's a really, gosh, I've had a lot of people reach out to me after that saying how brave she was to share her story. What was the turning point for Marnie? Because, you know, like there, there's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff at the moment. And I know even in my own story, there was a turning point for me where I decided that, you know, I was I was going to take take my take control, take my power back. What was it for Marnie? It was her dad um, saying to her, you know what, you've done it before and you can do it again. You've done it before. You can do it again. You've got this and we all need to um, I mean one of my favorite sayings is um, if you don't value the person don't value the feedback Um, but you've got to have people in your world whose feedback you do value and who you will listen to um, when you really you know sometimes we need to kick up the butt Um, and um, and Marnie was in a really really tough situation and she just had to literally shake it off and go you know what I've got this and she was determined she was super determined and she succeeded. That's such powerful advice too when you can look back and say, hang on a second, I've done worse than this before. I've, I've been through things that are harder than this. So, you know, I think it, you know, it all, all makes you stronger. And if you give you, that's, yeah, such powerful advice from her dad. Yeah, absolutely. And so coming up on Wednesday, you've got Jackie Crap. So tell oh, us about you know, that. I didn't, I didn't know Jackie. And so I saw a post on LinkedIn about her winning some awards and I just thought, I don't know, I just thought she looked like a really interesting person. So I reached out to her and we had the best chat ever. She's got, you know, another story about um, partnerships, you know, what to look out for, what to be aware of um, when, you know, some partnerships you think might be great, uh, maybe not so great. 
And um, so, yeah, there's definitely a cautionary tale in there. Um, But she did say something that I couldn't understand at all. Um, And her husband said to her, you buy property whereas most people buy shoes. And I'm like, Jackie, women need their shoes. Like I just (laughs) couldn't relate to that at all. However, no, she was, she's an absolute delight. Uh, I think people are really going to enjoy that. And, you know, they had some difficulties um, as well because coming from, they were dairy farmers and went through that whole, you know, dollar a litre um, issue with milk back in the day. And so her husband had to walk away from everything that was important to him. And so that's also a challenge, right, when, um, yeah, when you've got to give up your dream um, so your partner can kind of achieve theirs. So it's yeah. a really interesting chat. I am super looking forward to that one on Wednesday. And I guess um, if someone's listening to this thinking, you know, I've got a story that I could share, yeah. um, what sort of stories do you look for in Courageous Conversations? Yeah, that's a great question, actually, um, because there are so many great podcasts around that are all about the the skills of listing and selling and how you achieve your success. What I'm really um, interested in is the stories behind your success and the stories, you know, I, I want other people to just think, oh, wow, if she can do that, I can do that too. Um, because there are so many stories of difficulties or hard decisions or just people being brave enough to step outside of their comfort zone. Because as Oprah says, that's where the magic happens, right? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So how about you? You've had some of my very good friends on, in fact. Uh, but I did, I loved your uh your podcast with um, Chelsea. Pites rhymes with lights. <laughs> That's what she said to me, so I remember it now. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, she was uh, she was really interesting all around social media, getting leads and how to provide value on social media. What did you learn from her? Well, she's very entertaining, first of all. So if you're not following Chelsea, I think it's just at Chelsea Pites. And she is, um, what, what she said to me is like, obviously, um, you know, I've always thought about content as providing value. Um but value comes in many forms, like value comes in information, value comes in context, value comes in being entertaining. And yeah. if you watch Chelsea's reels and have a look at her on Instagram, yes, she does give real estate agents um, some fantastic tips on, you know, on how to list and sell and how to bring in leads and all that sort of thing. Um, but she's a genius at the reel and Instagram reels are exactly where um, where the algorithm is going right now. Is so it? if you do, we, yeah. do we have to do reels? Yes, you do. do we? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't even because I, I I listened to that mm. while I was doing the gardening one weekend, in fact, and I thought, okay, reels. Chelsea said I've got to do reels, and then I thought, oh, what am I going to do on a reel? The couple of reels, like, so I'm very lucky here. I've got a couple of Gen Z, um, okay. you know. Um, writers and and, yep. and people in this office and so they're like yeah 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 we'll do them and um there's a couple that that they did where they just answered questions with that you know that dun, 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 like you know because Leanne can you imagine you know you and me doing wow you can really dance like you know <laughs> I mean you know I'm, I'm sure that would be something people would watch but or not. Yeah. <laughs> you can be informative. And, and what Chelsea does too is she does a lot of community stuff. She does a lot of stuff with her dog. She talks about, um, you know, her family life because she's a mum, you know, all, all those sorts of things. So, you know, like it's not just about 
providing value as an agent, although you should provide value as an agent, what you should do also is recognise that value comes in many forms and giving people a chuckle or a smile or something like that is also value. Yeah, And people want to see behind the real estate agent, right? Um, they actually want to start to get to know you a little bit. That's what social is all about. It's not about putting my latest, you know, rating or testimonial or my latest listing. It is pretty boring. And I think the other thing, the other big point that she had is that people connect with faces. So faces on video and, and things yeah. like that because that builds yep. trust. And so, and obviously trust, you know, is the way to a more friction-free sale or more friction-free listing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And Kylie Davis, buyers, what buyers and sellers really want? <laughs> so, you know, Kylie Davis pulls no punches, right? Um, and we did, you know, we sort of bleeped a few words. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, so she just recently held the PropTech Awards. And I think, you know, what was interesting to me about that is that, you know, people hear the word prop tech, I think, just definitely in the circles that I talk about now, they think shiny objects or Uber real estate or, you know, any of those other things. But Kylie said, actually, no, there's a lot of prop techs out there that are very established and that are, are quite cashed up. Yep. Um, there are a lot of prop techs that are out there that are not established, but they're still cashed up through, you know, venture capital funds and their products are largely untested. Um and as an agent or as a business in real estate, you might take advantage, you might go down either path, you know, you might be cutting edge or you might be more um, inclined to to take the path that is certain in prop tech. And you know that there's a lot of investment going on at the moment, but you really need to come back to your own risk profile. Like if you're prepared yeah. to take a bet on sure. something new, like you might win. It's like the like the casino. You might win big and it might be the next Rita or it might be the next, you know, um, what are some of the other great tools out there at the moment? It could be the next Jarvis or, you know, you might place a bet and it might be someone that's just not around anymore yeah. <laughs> in, in six months' time. So, yeah. you know, in terms of your own business, when you're thinking about prop tech, you know, think about what your own risk profile is and what you're willing to bet when you try new tools, Give, bear, bearing in mind that, um, you know, you really need to have your tra- change processes mapped out because try something new if the staff aren't on board, as you know, it's sort of... Forget it. Forget it. And then the other thing that I would say, you know, interestingly, again, from my own perspective, because although we write a lot about real estate, I'm also a consumer, Um. It is really interesting the level of automation out there right now in that, you know, automation obviously saves time, saves money, makes you more productive, all of those wonderful things. Um, But I think we're starting to over-automate. Like some of the emails that I've received from agents and some of the stuff that I get in my letterbox and some of the stuff, you know, it's just all really, 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 I hate to say it, but tone deaf. Um, and it just sounds like they're not talking to me as a human. There's just It's just this template. And I mean, look, I get templates. We've got templates. Everyone's got templates. But at least add some personality to those templates. It's not that complicated, right? I actually was having an issue with um, Telstra um, last week and um, there was a you know automation on their website and I got to the stage that I said, you guys really need to do, work, do some work on your AI. Well, of course, as soon as I said that, uh, a real person came online and started talking to me. Um, yeah. So. yeah. 
red flag. I, I just I think we should make some T-shirts that just say I am not a lead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> something really big across our chest. I'm not a lead. Like, you know, I'm, I'm actually a real person. So Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so true. Yeah. And how about the fabulous Steve Carroll on why the world needs heroes? Well, he is a bit of a hero, isn't he? Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's one of the true heroes of the real estate industry. And, um, you know, Steve uh, Steve Carroll, um, did I say that right? <laughs> the right accent, Steve <laughs> Carroll. Um, yeah, so he, he, it's really interesting to catch up with him because speaking of prop techs, he's working with um, a prop tech that is quite in startup mode who look like they're, you know, they're, they've got something interesting going on. But um, it's clear to me that Steve's passion is still digital live and, and mm. helping the kids in Thailand. And, you know, I think that thing about, you know, he, he sort of said, you know, people are looking for heroes, people are looking for leaders right now. And I think that's so true. And I think that there's such a great opportunity for agents right now to stand up and be a leader in the community, you know, start yeah. connecting people if it's even if it's not about real estate start connecting people start providing information um control the narrative a bit more um you know i mean if necessary look hijack the hijack the 11 a.m facebook live um with some good news (laughs) um that would be what i would be doing if i was an agent because you know the day is punctuated with gladys and um anastasia and co doing doing their things but um you know i do think um, he's he's so right. Is that the world does need heroes right now, uh, and um, you know, as Mariah Carey said, a "Hero lies in you." And uh, <laughs> thank you for that piece of wisdom, Samantha. <laughs> you can cringe if you like, Leanne, but um, you know, there's a hero in all of us. It just you know, we just need to stand up and and up. Um, take that leadership position. Yeah, it's very very good advice. Geez, we've been through a bit there, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of listening for people if they're uh, if they're looking for some podcasts. Um, yeah, they're all really really interesting stories, which is what it's all about. Yeah, we'll leave links to all of those in the show notes. But um, before I let you go, I just wanted to talk to you about some of the um, big issues in real estate right now because there's a few floating around. One that's become incredibly political lately, which is the vaccine debate. Oh yes. So tell me your thoughts on you know what's what's going on there and how agents on the ground are viewing um, you know yeah. the vaccine debate. Yeah, it's really interesting because we've, um, you know, I know a lot of people that feel very strongly on both sides. Um, And just for the record, I'm double vaxxed. Um, But we're also getting a lot of tenants and a lot of vendors that are saying, unless you're vaccinated, we're not letting you in our house. And so I think that ultimately it's not going to be about business owners mandating that people have to have vaccines. I think our consumers are going to be the ones saying, you know what, I'll, I'll find another agent. It is really interesting because, you know, you have to think through people, again, like what we were talking about earlier with, um, you know, everyone's on a different journey. Everyone sees the beach ball in different ways. I yeah. I read there was an article, um, you know, from Canada where, um, you know, some lawyers were looking into whether landlords could say no to tenants for being unvaccinated. Um, you know, on their application forms, which yeah. again takes it to another level. And another I'm level, sh- yeah. yeah. Well, in the in um, California, I think it is, um, you know how we've got material fact disclosure um, in Australia? In California, um, um, the owner having AIDS is a material fact. How's right. that? Wow. I know, isn't it outrageous? Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where this the whole vaccination thing goes. And the other thing that I've got a number of officers struggling with is that 
their teams are quite divided. And so the people that are vaccinated are saying, well, I don't want to be working in the office with you if you're not vaccinated. It's like, oh, gosh. Yeah. And how does a principal navigate that? Because interestingly, like I also read the bill for New South Wales, and I'm sure it's different in every state because, you know, we are the United States of Australia. Yep. Um, like, let's just say, let's talk about Renee. Let's just say I force Renee to be vaccinated and then something happens to her as a result of the vaccine in 10 years' time, she can still sue me the way that the bill stands right now. Yeah, that bill hasn't passed yet, though, I don't think. Um, yeah. I think it's still um, being debated. Um, it's something that was meant to be discussed through Parliament and, of course, Parliament's um, not sitting at the moment. But, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's going to be really interesting to see where all of this lands um, and, you know, businesses like Virgin and SPC and Qantas, of course, are sort of taking it out there for the rest of us and they'll be the ones that set the precedence, I think. It's good to see Qantas still being positive. <laughs> like I'm, st I'm still pleased to see positive advertising coming out of Qantas and planes still taking off the ground in their ads. I know. And, you know, the sad reality is that we, we could well be flying overseas before we fly to Perth. Yeah, that is, that is very true, very yeah. true. All right, let's talk about lockdowns because, again, oh, just God. like the vaccine debate, they are different everywhere else. So what hope do you think is on the horizon, particularly for New South Wales? Yeah, well, interestingly, you know, our clearance rates are still really high in New South Wales. I keep telling our agents, even though we can only do one-on-one -on -one inspections, at least we can do inspections, which is better than what they've got in Melbourne and the ACT right now. Um, so our clearance rates um, are still landing at, you know, high 70s. Certainly volumes are down. But what we're hearing is there are a lot of owners that are talking about coming to market um, as soon as lockdown um, starts to loosen up. And if we believe what the Premier is telling us, we can expect that to start happening mid-October. What that looks like, I don't know, but she's put some pretty strong hints around the fact that people with the double vaccination, fully vaccinated, will have more freedoms. And, and I think that um, that's going to impact all of us in our working life and our real estate world as well. It is interesting seeing the disparity play out between Sydney and Melbourne right now with volumes and clearance rates being clearance rates. incredibly low in Melbourne versus Sydney where, where we're allowed to, to do certain yeah. things. Look, I'm still talking like a Sydney sider. How about that? We, the royal we. Um, <laughs> There are still, you know, we're hearing about properties being sold sight unseen. Um, there is a lot more of that happening um, than ever before, but it's still like, you know, it's still the minority, right? Yeah. And what do you think, like as a, you know, as a business owner and just using your experience here for a second, um, you know, things are obviously quieter than they normally would be at the moment during the beginning of the traditional spring selling season, but obviously there is going to be pent up demand. How yep. would you be preparing for that if you were an agent right now? I'd be on the phone. I wouldn't be ringing saying, do you want to sell your house? Um, but I would be, you know, just talking to all of the people in my database and finding out where they're at, just sharing the experience, um, particularly in Melbourne. They've had six lockdowns, right? So they know exactly what happens after a lockdown. And um, as our old friend Rick Rushton said in a training session just recently, it's not demand denied, it's demand delayed. So we know that once lockdown is over, that there is going to be increased demand from both buyers and sellers. And agents just need to be communicating uh, all of that. You could decide to have a holiday. You know, you might decide that. But if you do, 
then um, you're going to have to start all over. Like you, you have to get you, you have to have your pipeline ready to go because lockdown hopefully will finish before Christmas. No, October. October. <laughs> October. It will finish October, and um, and we are in for a really busy few months after that. I predict it's going to be hugely busy and, you know, and, and I think really this is the time to dub, be doubling down on your systems and, and your people and things like that and making sure that they're, they're all skilled up and ready to go, right? Absolutely, yeah. If your database needs uh, a little bit of tweaking, if you don't know how to use your CRM as well as you should, you know, all of if your listing presentation isn't up to scratch, it's time, now is the time. And, of course, it's challenging to get all of that stuff done now because we're all working on our own at home school you know kids with schooling and all of that sort of stuff so I get the challenges I really do but um, I I don't want to come out of lockdown wishing I had of you know cleaned out that linen press yeah you no know, cleaned out all of those things like take the time and do the stuff that you don't normally have the time to do now whether it's personally or at work get your Marie Kondo on Yep, exactly. Yep. So beyond that, what's what's in store for you for the next month? What are you um, What are you up to? What plans are you making? Um, can you make plans? Lots. Yeah, we've got lots going on. So as you know, uh, myself and a group of um, franchisees bought Lang and Simmons back in March, and so I'm just working through my business plan. Just you know, I've got my. You can't. You can sort of see my whiteboard back there. It's absolutely full with all of the things that I've my to do list, and I just pick three every single day that I need to progress. Um, because it's for for me, COVID has been um, really distracting in that I've got a lot more responsibilities from REI, um, and I've also got a lot more responsibilities for Lang and Simmons just to communicate with everybody more frequently. And so it's very easy to get distracted. Um, so I need to be like laser focused, do all the other things around it, but make sure that that top three keeps on getting done. So we keep on moving forward, albeit at a little bit slower pace than I would have liked. And lastly, um, before we got locked down, um, Lux Listing Sydney, um, yeah. you know, which I know. Um, Delene- your, your, your write-ups <laughs> on Lux Listing, oh, my goodness, I laugh. I snort sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. Oh well, you know, Nikki and I did have a lot of a lot of fun, you know, sort of imagining what was really going on behind the scenes. But a little yeah. bird told me that you might be making a cameo in the next season. Oh, a little, maybe a little bit of a cameo appearance could be, could be, absolutely. Because of course, Delene Lewis is um is one of our um uh, one of our shareholders and a board member. Um, so there'll be a little bit of sort of behind the scenes on on what went on with the purchase of the business. So, yeah. Well, that's something to look forward to post-lockdown as well. Yeah, I don't know when that's meant to be going to air and I probably wasn't even meant to say anything about it. But anyway, that's life, right? Well, I, I, I can't wait to find out who was on the phone. It wasn't Ray. <laughs> it wasn't Ray. I don't care what I anyone says, I it wasn't really Ray. I was really disappointed and annoyed by that. Yeah. It's like, give me a break. Yeah. Nobody expects reality TV to be real. Yeah. Um, and no matter how good a man Ray White was, and I have no doubt that he was sensational, he is not good enough to be on the phone right now. No, that is very, very, very true. <laughs> well, Leanne, it's been amazing catching up with you again this afternoon. I hope we can do this again. You know, we should do this live next time. Yes, absolutely. 
Uh, but next time you have to wear a colourful top so you don't blend in with your background. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see what I can do about that. <laughs> this is this is what you call productivity and batching. <laughs> it, yeah, it makes sense. I, I get it. I get it. I know, but I do, I do, I do get jealous of your outfits sometimes. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. But um, it's been amazing talking to you, and and thank you for everything that you brought to the podcast over the last month. It's been amazing, and super looking forward to to what you've got in store for us next month. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate Podcast. With thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joineliteagent.com.